โอเคคิวเอ็นเอ your questions my answers it's not that much it's good um, maybe yeah earlier like sometimes some some retreat for some retreats full box several days so uh, this means you know dhamma is good okay let's take one by one bante is the defilements are the same thing as fetters can you please uh, repeat what are the 10 fetters thank you okay defilements are different levels of impurities whatever impurities based on greed hatred and delusion these are the worst thing greed hatred and delusion if you can cut off these three done ah <laughs> huh? buddha once said uh, eradication of greed hatred and delusion itself is nibbana hmm? that is the that is the enlightenment if you can eradicate if you can completely cut off this three so defilements are di- different levels of course there are different levels as i said earlier like first and for for most of the, the these three like root causes and then we have uh, five hindrances and there are uh, there is another level called uh, blemish hmm? blemish angana in, in pali then there is uh, what you call uh, imperfection hmm? kilesa or upakilesa imperfection is upakilesa then there is another level called uh, sangyojana sangyojana is fetters then there is anushaya anushaya means uh, underlying tendencies they simply underlie so subtle though as they are subtle they simply lie down simply sleep in underneath that's why they are called underlying tendencies and finally we have asava the taints hmm? taints uh, three is called uh, arahantship or full enlightenment so then can you please uh, repeat what are the ten fetters ten fetters are the first one is personality belief or personality view or personalization you can use one of these words personalization sakkaya ditti sakkaya sakkaya kaya means body sakkaya means my body me is me me my mine mind concept me my mind concept and you personalize yourself ditti uh, is view that is the view view of that it's me grasp as i my, myself that is what is called sakkaya ditti then vichikicha vichikicha is like this vichikicha both ways hmm vichikicha 
you always not not sure which one doubt hmm? doubt you have doubt vichikicha is not simply doubt of one thing but both ways like this way or this way whether the buddha or somebody else whether whether buddhism or other thing like that two things always two things like fork hmm? vichikicha vichikicha satkayadit vichikicha then silabbata paramasa sila buta paramasa paramasa means clinging sila means precepts hmm? uh, or any rituals hmm? clinging to rituals or rules those are the first three those who cut off this three enter the path as stream enters then next two are uh, kama raga raga is lust kama means sensual sensual pleasures lust to sensuality hmm? or desire to sensuality desire Uh, kama raga next patiga patiga means uh, uh, repulsiveness repulsiveness patiga those are the first uh, five fetters which are called lower fetters then rupa raga rupa raga is clinging to uh, form state form world material world there are different world system realms form world material world then rupa raga arupa raga arupa means immaterial world clinging to immaterial world, means to be born in these realms hmm? and then uh, mana mana here means not conceit not mere conceit like uh, um, conceit here means you have asmimana that is called asmimana you have the idea that it is me not that you compare things you are not going to compare many thing, uh, things to uh, understand that you are you are higher to other person you are lower which is called inferiority conceit or superiority conceit or equality concept do not don't these three here in this case conceit means you think that it's me my concept me concept that is called asmimana then uh, uddacha uddacha again here it means not uh, what you find in the five uh, hindrances uddacha in this case means that you you are you are you urge you need to grasp you need to realize dhamma quickly that is with that you you are agitation that agitation is called uddacha in this case and last one the avijja the ignorance next question is does insight mean underlying understanding uh the body work how the body 
body works like the blood circulation system the digestion system the brain and nervous system or does it mean understanding the dhammas anicca anatta dukkha ah that is the meaning understanding anicca dukkha anatta anatta is the last one normally we use the terms anicca dukkha anatta buddha said whatever is anicca it is dukkha whatever is anicca and dukkha is anatta so we used anicca dukkha anatta so insight means if you see these three which are called three characteristics of existence these are the marks three marks of all things animate or inanimate all things we can see these three so if you see these three in anything that is what is called insight are there any other dhammas yes whatever the buddha taught <laughs> called dhamma and uh, that the term dhamma has different meaning like about 50 different meanings hmm there's a book by one professor from colgate university uh dhamma the name of the book is dhamma different meanings he has collected these different meanings he went to sri lanka and he did uh, did this work in sri lanka collected all these different meanings okay next question is it was said that uh, one can switch from anapanasati to vipassana upon reaching the first jhana how does one practice vipassana without reaching the first jhana you know vipassana means if you see these three characteristics it is not necessarily to reach a point like me i i mean like first jhana second jhana third jhana even without uh, reaching a jhana if you can see these three characteristics that is what is called vipassana it happened it so happened for some some monks even in the time of the buddha for instance uh, bahya bahya daruchirya the, the person who used some uh, bark as his uh, cloth hmm? made out of barks as he was a traveler uh, as the ship was wrecked and he came out naked and then people uh, he used this box as a as his uh, cloth then the people thought that he must be a narahan and with that idea they started to respect him they started to offer dana and respected him as arahan he himself acted so he thought that he is an arahan but one day a certain deity of his previous life the certain relatives of his previous lives came to him and said no no you are not an arahan even you are not practicing the way to attain arahanship then he asked who knows it who is the arahan then 
Then the deity said, uh, the Arhant is the Buddha. He asked, where, where is the Buddha now? He said, Buddha is in the north, India. Go to the monastery, meet him. So he went all the way from south India to north India to meet the Buddha. It is said that he spent only one night in a particular place. After that he, from south to north, he went all the way to meet the Buddha. And when he went to the monastery, the Buddha was not in the monastery. Then they, he asked where the Buddha is. The monk said the Buddha just went out for arms round, to collect arms. Then uh, he went to see the Buddha on his way. He asked, he told, Bhante, please teach me Dhamma. The Buddha said, no, this is not the right time to teach Dhamma. This is the time for collecting arms. Then for the second time he asked, and for the third time he asked, he said, Bhante, I don't know whether I, my life is uncertain or yours. I don't know whether the Buddha will, will live long or me. So please teach Dhamma. Yeah, the Buddha gave him a very short teaching. Buddha said, Bahia, whatever you see, whatever you see is, there is only seen. Whatever you see, there is only seen. Means, there is no person here, no person there, no thing there. What is what is available, what is uh, what exists is only seen, only this connection. There is no one here or there or in the middle. Then whatever you hear is the same. Smell the same, taste the same, and tangible object the same, and mental object the same. He told this, he gave this gist of Dhamma. Mm. With that, he realized no jhana. He did not sit, sat cross-legged and practice jhana <laughs> on the way. Another person, while he was performing his uh, sort of, uh, he was a he was an acrobat. Hmm? He was on the uh, top of two bamboos hmm? while he, he was performing his performance. Acrobat. Buddha called him. Buddha addressed him. With that, he realized them on the top of the bamboos. Hmm? Two bamboos, you know, the acrobats, they form with this, like that. So it is not necessarily to uh, practice, enter jhana, but it is necessary to concentrate your mind. Without concentrating your mind, you cannot switch to inside. That is why you always emphasize the need of practicing concentration meditation first and then, whenever possible, switch to insight. Next. Bhante, Sukha and Piti are translated as joy and rapture. Does that mean that they are emotions or some other kind of experience? Like feelings. Well, feeling itself is uh, emotional. 
rapture, joy, all these are emotional. Uh, because they uh, they are based on greed, hatred, and delusion. Therefore, they are they are emotional. Joy is, in other words, uh, pleasure or happiness. Pity arises because of uh, gladness. Gladness arises because of confidence. That is why Buddha emphasizes the need of arousing confidence. Confidence in the Buddha, Dhamma and the Sangha. When you have confidence in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, then gladness arises. When there is gladness, there arises joy. Hmm? Piti, the rapture. Gladness, rapture. When there is rapture, then there, there arises sukha. It is because of sukha, happiness, you can come to samadhi. All these are because of causes, cause and effect, causality. Without cause, nothing happens. Okay, next question is, you said that the seven factors of enlightenment destroy the upper five fetters. Which fetters destroy which fetters? Which factors, sorry, which factors destroy which fetters? You know, it is quite impossible to say uh, these particular factors destroy these particular fetters. Because seven factors are to be developed, cultivated uh, as a whole, together. You cannot develop this separately. This, I mean, once you develop this, say for instance, the first one is mindfulness. Without mindfulness, you cannot practice others. The second one is investigation of the Dhamma. Third is uh, energy, then the rapture, tranquility, concentration and equanimity. All these should uh, be practiced and as the result of practicing this as a whole, you can uh, understand the four noble truths. Dukkha as Dukkha. These are... Uh, Compared to the rafters of a house, Buddha compared these seven factors as rafters of a house, the peaked house. In olden days, the people used to build houses with the ridge fall. So the rafters were connected to the ridge fall. Once you cut off the ridge fall, the whole house is down. That is what the Buddha said right after his attainment of enlightenment. He said, too many a birth I wandered in sansara, seeking but not finding the builder of this house. He said, now I see you. Now builder of the house, now I see you. I 
Hereafter you cannot build this house because the ridge pole was broken. All rafters were shattered. You cannot build this house again. The house is this, like that. So then yes, uh, you also said that attaining the first jhana and then switching to insight allows one to see things as they really are, including the five aggregates, noble, four noble truths and the three characteristics of existence. Are there any more things that we should point our mindfulness towards? Yes, that is the most important thing, which is the dependent origination. You have to see the dependent origination as well. Hmm? The five aggregates, the four noble truths, the three characteristics of existence and the dependent origination. The Buddha said, you have to know and see this. You have to know, ditta, see. Hmm? You, have to, you have to see, you have to know means theoretically. Theoretically, you should know what the dependent origination is. Then you should know, you, have, you, you should see, see means to your meditation. You have to see the interdependency, how this dhamma arises and how they come to perish, come to pass. <clears throat> okay, next. Bhante, can you please explain delusion? Delusion is one of the three major factors, major unwholesome roots. Hmm? Uh, all unwholesome roots, uh, all unwholesome deeds, all unwholesome things come to be because of this three roots. That's why they are called uh, akusala mula. Hmm? Roots of unwholesome things. What are the three? Greed, hatred and delusion. It is because of delusion we do uh, it is because of delusion greed arises. It is because of delusion hatred arises. So delusion is the worst thing. Of the three, delusion is the worst. That is why delusion is compared to a pig, the animal. Huh? Delusion is, if you are deluded like a pig, means what? Hmm? Just you grow, only flesh, no brain. No wisdom, hmm? just flesh. So delusion is, it is because of delusion, it's, it's like muddle-mindedness. If you have delusion, you are muddle-minded. You cannot understand what is good and bad, what is right and wrong, what is wholesome and unwholesome. You are quite... Uh, uh, always you are with wrong views, wrong ideas. 
you never appreciate what is good and bad if you don't know that itself what is the use of being born as a human hmm? so that is what is called delusion you are forced to believe something uh, something which is not real something which is not true it is because of delusion that we come to this sansara again and again because of delusion based on delusion great hatred delusion come again and again okay next question is bante when bante i was talking bante nevitante j was talking about different objects for concentration yeah he did not mention kasinas what are your thoughts and feelings on them kasina you know what kasina is kasina means device eh? when the people uh, meditate they some people use kasina the device they have to make uh, their own device using different materials like clay different colors there is i guess only one place in danguttara hmm? uh yeah the buddha has talk about kasina kasina is not that important today i think nobody practice kasina kasina is to kasina is to observe it and then you to get the what you call nimitta the sign out of it and then you have to meditate on that sign this is given in the uh, vishuddha magga they talk about this but most people do not uh, practice kasina not necessary is enough buddha has given us enough objects for meditation the best is dhyana pana sati hmm? the satipatthana sutta maha satipatthana sutta the first thing that the buddha taught was practice this one mindfulness of breathing if you practice mindfulness of breathing you can understand whole dhamma whole teaching you can even realize nibbana bliss so why worry about this that many different methods hmm? that is what happened as people want many different methods they go here they are seeking many different teachers going this way that way straight then they don't know what the buddha has taught they simply follow the worldly men worldly people those who created those who have developed adapted different methods just follow follow the methods buddha never wanted us to follow different methods oh buddha what the buddha said is clear 
when we practice for, according to what he said, it's very clear, step by step. Samatha vipassana. Samatha vipassana. Uh, tandem meditation. It's very clear. His technique is very clear, which is very well designed technique given in the Mahasatipattana Sutta. If you follow that, only that is enough. I always recommend that because I myself did. I started this holy life. I started when I was 11. I became monk when I was 11. By, of course, by that time I did not know about Dhamma. Later on, I followed different teachers, different methods, different techniques. Eventually I understood that. Why techniques? Why different methods? Buddha is my teacher. Buddha is my teacher. As the Buddha is no more, Buddha said, after me, the Dhamma and Vinaya, which I have taught you, will be your teacher. So that is what I follow. Then it is clear. Then we know what the Buddha has taught us. Okay, next. Dear Bhante, if a person commit a sinful act which they may have to go to hell, if they repent and practice the Noble Eightfold Path, can they still attain Nibbana or erase their sin? Sin, this term, we Buddhists don't use. Hmm? We are not sinners. Buddhists are not sinners. Therefore, we don't use sin. Huh? Whatever we do, wholesome and unwholesome. There are acts, hmm? wholesome and wholesome actions and unwholesome actions. Hmm? Merit and demerit actions. Therefore, we don't use sin. So, if you like, all right, but I should say this. Hmm? It's my duty to tell you this. That's why I tell you that we don't use the term sins, sinful acts. Uh, so better say next time unwholesome actions or demeritorious actions like that. If a person commit a demeritorious or demerit act which they may have to go to hell, if they repent, uh, repent is another thing. We don't want to repent. We Buddhists never repent. <laughs> See? Being Buddhist, how nice. <laughs> so you can do anything, you don't want to repent. Huh? Buddha never wanted us to repent. I know in some other text, you will see all the time, repent, 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 repent. Hmm? Buddha never wanted us to repent. Then what should we do? We don't want to worry about what we did. What we don't repent on what you cannot make it. You cannot. You cannot change it. Now. 
how can you change if you have done something it's done is done you cannot change it now what you can do you can do more and more good deeds to change it as a result of good deeds your bad deeds will erase the action the results will erase because of your good deeds that is why buddha always uh, advised us to do more and more good deeds suppose you have done anything wrong if you repent you are multiplying that if you repent on that no escape no escape no solace no happiness you are thinking of what you did wrong something suppose you murdered you killed a man then you think of that all the time oh you had to do that you did it now you cannot say no you have done this but you are not going to think of what you did all the time in such a way you repent on regret on that no you don't want to regret on that i cannot help but i do more good deeds more good more good deeds and share merit with him and you do good deeds for their his or her family members like that doing good deeds you can be more and more happy you can do many meritorious deeds so that that will one day that will cover with this huge huge meritorious deed the buddha said it is just like the cloud covers the moon ha huh? big cloud if you have if you see the big cloud comes and covers the moon just like that whatever unheld unwholesome deed can be erased but in order to erase this you have to do more and more good deeds not to repent on what you done yes the what you to do is to follow the path the noble eight pole path then you have chance you can attain nibbana and erase all unwholesome results next question bante if uh, bante i have much dust in my eyes please uh forgive my ignorance have you any suggestions for abandoning abandon uh own view aside from the arisen arising of wisdom and natural abandonment conditioned with insight what are ways to orient uh, the mind in the direction of cessation of wrong uh, view so wrong view we have to understand what we think whether they are really wrong views 
prone view is a dangerous thing. Buddha said those who have wrong views, they have two destinations. They will be born in animal realms or hells. That's such such uh, dangerous. That's why we have to come to right view. Right view means right understanding. Right understanding is the first step of the noble eightfold path. If you come to right understanding, you know the Dhamma. You know that what is offered is good. What is given, whatever you give is good. This is what is called right, right understanding, right view. If you don't have such views, like, why should we give? There are some people, they argue, then why, why you give to these the monks, nuns? They themselves have hands, they are young. They themselves can work, they themselves can earn money. Why you give like that? The question is, they don't know the importance of giving. They don't know the importance of offering. They don't know the importance of supporting parents. They do not believe, they do not accept their pre-existence or re-existence or both. These are wrong views. And they do not accept spontaneous beings like hungry ghosts, deities, different deities, such beings. They don't accept these things. Those are wrong views. These are to be understood. Then we come from wrong view to right view, but still they are not the way to a uh, skillful way, means a uh, supernormal path. They are not leading to supernormal path. That is called uh, right understanding, samaditti. Uh, they have results, good results, but they are not heading, not leading to the attainment of enlightenment. In order to understand further, we have to understand the noble eightfold path. First we have to avoid wrong view and should come to right view. Should avoid wrong thoughts and come to right thoughts. Should avoid right speech, uh, wrong speech, and should come to right speech like that. Wrong path and right path. There are two paths, two ways. For this purpose, it's better if you like, you read the sutta name Mahachattarisaka Sutta. Chattarisaka means 40, great 40. The discourse from middle length saints, grade 40. Hmm? You can read that discourse. And uh, if you if you have if you trust the Buddha, Dhamma and the Sangha, that itself is the way to come to right understanding. You see? 
If you trust the Buddha, really you trust. Trust means what? Trust means you to think, you to accept Buddha as the only person who can really rescue you. Rescue from what? Dukkha. Nobody else can do that. Only the Buddha's Dhamma can uh, rescue Only the Sangha, Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. Keep full faith. The term faith we don't, uh, normally we don't use, but to put confidence, conviction, trust the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. That itself is the way to uh, uh, cleanse the dust in your eyes. Hmm? Next, I am overcome. Yesterday, Bhante Jai uh, told us for jhanas, we have to overcome hindrances. Today, you said we have to overcome fetters also. Tomorrow, you will tell you, tell us, we have to overcome taints also. There are too many things to overcome. <laughs> I am overcome with how much we have to overcome. Ah, too many is true. Too many. But try to overcome three things. Greed, hatred, and delusion. Huh? This is the way. We have to overcome these things. You cannot do this overnight. It's true. Buddha practice yuns and yuns to attain enlightenment. Even this lifetime, he couldn't understand Dhamma when he was born to this world. He couldn't understand, though he was mindful. He was born mindfully. He led his life mindfully. He couldn't understand this. He practiced six years austerities. He couldn't understand. That is the nature of this mind. This mind is clouded, full of dust, full of dust. All these dust should be seen through wisdom, through insight and should be removed. It's just like you dull a tunnel. Suppose there is a huge mountain, huge mountain. The other side of the mountain is not clear to you. You have never heard of it. You never know what's there the other side of the mountain. You cannot even climb the mountain. Or you cannot see the end. Just the mountain here. One day you can find uh, find some uh, description about what is there the other side. Beautiful city, beautiful areas where there are many different things. Uh, properties, wealth and properties, everything. Uh, nice place to live, then you want to go to the other side. 
to get together and start to tell the uh, tunnel when you tell this tunnel when you dig this tunnel you have to do it slowly slowly when you tell this when you dig this tunnel you can find many different things like stones rocks different rocks the the worm the ants the roots some kind of roots you have to understand all these one by one then remove this that is what is vipassana hmm you to see this everything each and every object is to be seen to your own mind and remove this then only you can dig the tunnel come to the end then you will see the light at the end of the tunnel okay next question my uh, sorry by doing only jhana concentration one gets samat samantha not nirvana by doing insight vipassana one gets nirvana right thus nirvana include samantha is not samantha samatha 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 means concentration <clears throat> okay by doing only jhana concentration one gets samatha not nirvana jhana is to be practiced and switch to insight then you can attain enlightenment janas are given as the peaceful abidings for the peaceful abiding that is what the thousands people did before the buddha they attain different janas they enjoy life that is what is called uh, peaceful abiding peaceful living you can peacefully live with janas they practice jhana they attain different different uh, attainments they even experience different types of knowledge they went through the air hmm? they performed miracles they had as they had miracle miraculous powers so no nirvana hmm? no nibbana no eradication of defilement by doing insight vipassana one gets nirvana right that's correct does nirvana include samatha nirvana nirvana is completely free from all this nirvanic bliss is a bliss that you experience to your mind it is not a place to visit and enjoy you cannot enjoy nirvana there is no bliss to enjoy no bliss to sort of experience like to like emotionally grasp things that mind is called a uh, stainless mind taintless mind and stainless mind no stains there nothing in that mind it's featureless no features in it it's all over bright luminous all over that is the mentality of the arahant 
Okay, next question is, you mentioned today that we need uh, seclusion to practice jhana. Can we do this at home first thing in the morning for 60 minutes every day with uh, positive results? Yes, sure. Practice. Hmm? If you can practice 60 minutes, oh, wonderful. Early morning, 60 minutes. Hmm? Great. That's how you have to practice. Try this. At least 30 minutes. But you to do is uh, you to, you to do it early morning, before six. Hmm? Practice before six. It's wonderful if you can. Next question. When you reach the Sotapanna stage, do you always experience the first jhana as well? No, not necessarily. Hmm? As I explained it earlier, even without first jhana, you can attain Sotapanna uh, stage. I have heard the instruction to rest in awareness. Would this experience be similar to the third jhana? Rest in awareness means you you are aware, you have awareness, you have mindfulness. Awareness is another term, another word for mindfulness. You are aware of what is going on. Rest in rest in awareness means stay mindfully. Stay mindfully. If you are mindful, if you stay with mindfulness, then you know what is going on. But it is not the same experience of the third jhana. When you come to the third jhana, you have mindfulness, clear comprehension, and the equanimity, these three three, uh, characters. That's the difference. Please, uh, could you repeat the list of 11 ways to consider the five aggregates? If right liberation is part of the tenfold path, what is wrong liberation? Okay. Uh, 11 ways to consider the five aggregates, you know, when you, when you practice, when you develop the jhanas, as the Buddha said in this particular discourse, which is the Maha Malunkya Sutta. Hmm? Maha Malunkya Sutta, guest uh, Sutta number 64, Majjima, middle length. Either 64 or 6, yeah, 64. Uh, where the Buddha said, Observe these five aggregates, uh, eleven different ways. What are the eleven different ways? I wrote this for you. Anichato. Anicca means impermanence. See this as impermanent. Five aggregates as impermanent. Hmm? Then Dukkato. Dukkha means suffering. See these five aggregates as a as suffering. Hmm? 
then rogato uh, see these five aggregates as as a disease disease roga means disease then see these aggregates five aggregates as gandato ganda is tumor like a tumor then see these five aggregates as sallato salla means gap uh, salla means dart or bab like a bab like like dart bab uh, sallato then agato see this as agato aga is agata is calamity as an these five aggregates as a calamity then see these five aggregates as abadato affliction affliction abadato then see these five aggregates as parato something alien not not yours five aggregates as not yours something alien something outside others not belongs to you then observe this five aggregates as palokato disintegrating disintegrate not integrate disintegrate and then sunyato void as void and finally anathato uh, without a self these are the elements okay impermanence suffering disease tumor bab calamity affliction alien uh, disintegrating void and non self not self those are the level so the right liberation is the tenth factor of the noble tenfold path so what is ron liberation ron liberation means in comparison to uh, ron path not only ron liberation there are 10 factors of that path which is called ron path like ron understanding ron view ron understanding ron thought ron speech ron actions ron livelihood hmm? ron effort ron mind ron mindfulness ron concentration ron uh, knowledge and ron liberation in comparison to ron view right and ron so ron views what are ron liberation ron liberation means there are people they simply declare that they have attained different levels they have liberated they are liberated when here some people there are some people they say that they are liberated they are arahants enlightened ones but it is clear with their own actions we can see that they are worldly they are worldly some people declare they are arahant they are 
Buddha Shiva. They have entered different holy stages like once-returners, non-returners. All those are called wrong views. Why? They have followed the wrong path. Once you follow the wrong path, you end up with wrong liberation. Okay, can, uh, how can uh, someone know that they have achieved a stream winner, winnerhood if they still have ignorance, hatred? How can one, uh, rest, one test themselves? Okay, uh, Buddha gave a discourse name uh, Five Fearful Animosities. Five Fearful Animosities in the Sangyukta Nikaya. Uh, connected discourses. Where the Buddha said, if you have no fear, no animosity of five things, what are the five things? Completely you refrain from killing, completely refrain from uh, stealing, sexual misconduct, false speech, taking liquor. This five. That is one thing. Secondly, if you have uh, confidence in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha and pristine pure sila, that is the second thing. Then if you know and see the dependent origination, you are a stream enterer. Then you can declare, as I said earlier, you can declare to yourself that you have attained the stream as a stream when uh, stream enterer. In such a way, you can understand your own purity. You know what happened here inside. Here, thereafter, you know that you will not be born in sansar. Your sansaric journey can be cut off, and you will be born maximum only seven times. You know that. That is how you understand that you come to that stage. Okay, next. Bhante, can you explain what exactly person, personality view fetter is? Ah, okay. Is it when you think something is yours and that you belong to something? Like your name belongs to you, so it's your name. Uh, personality view is, as I said earlier, you have view that it is me, my, mine. With that idea, you compare uh, in reference to uh, soul or self, you compare and you cling to uh, different things in 20 different ways. 20 different ways referring to the five aggregates. This is given in the Sutta. You can read that Sutta if you like. Mm. Sutta number 44. Middle length says. Sutta number 44. Which was given by a nun. Arahant nun. Mm. In which you can find this explanation. How this 
personality belief uh, arises and it is cessation is given in another sutta another discourse which is called six sets of six six sets of six is a wonderful discourse is pure vipassana six sets of six okay next question can you can a lay person practice to attain arhantship yes is the lay persons lay persons can attain arhantship but he has to practice uh, and follow different different uh, stages and once to attain enlightenment as an arahant then you cannot stay any longer as a lay person that is the difference the arahants no arahants lay arahants in the world hmm? why greed hatred delusions are no more that means in order to lead a lay life you need these three <laughs> okay next it was sta- stated that according to the buddha buddha scriptures there are many different objects of meditation when is it appropriate to switch from one object to another specifically to switch from the breath to metta well there are many different objects for meditation it's true though be can practice only two is two enough these two are metta and breath hmm? practice these two these two enough as you are practicing practice metta for sometimes and then switch to mindfulness of breathing these two are more than enough because even the buddhas they become buddhas by practicing uh, mindfulness of breath if you practice this too is okay there are basically there are four med- four meditations which are called four guardian meditation four guardian meditations are recollection of the qualities of the buddha then metta then repulsiveness of the body and mindfulness of death these four are important those who are beginners should practice this four for some time like one month then they can continue their meditation properly without any disturbance okay uh could you please explain sanya and sankhara sanya means these are two ex, uh, two uh, aggregates sanya means perception we perceive things we perceive we recognize perception is our recognition we recognize things with the support of many different concomitant factors like for instance to i 
we see a form in order to see in order to recognize form we should have eye form then consciousness this three should get together meet the three together and then there arises a feeling as the results of feeling perception arises that is how we see how we perceive things through eye to the ear the nose the tongue the body and the mind are the same that is how we recognize things sanya means recognition in other words perception perceive sankara sankara means constructions formations volitional formations there are three types of sankara three types of volitional formation bodily formations verbal formations and mental formations bodily formations are uh, breath verbal formations are thinking and examining mental formations are feeling and perception that is how it is explained in the uh, chula vedalla sutta by that particular nam and sankhara as a as an aggregate sankhara means karma in other words karma khanda whatever good deeds bad deeds done all are recorded in our sankhara khanda like five aggregates are like five fingers form feeling perception volitional formation that is the one volitional formations and consciousness okay the last uh two more two more to go okay experientially how does one distinguish between uh, access concentration and first jhana are there thoughts sensations sounds in first jhana this access concentration is not not given in the suttas huh? this are from vishuddhi marga we don't talk about i don't talk about this <laughs> i talk only of what the buddha has taught not the buddha goes as it oh not others thing if one can uh, transit transition from first jhana to vipassana why why pursue the rest of the jhanas are they good in uh, themselves or only uh, instrumental well if you can practice jhana in order to switch to insight is better means you can develop you can as you have a very well sharp sharpen uh, tool like right when you sharpen your tool the knife then you can cut it cut things properly just like that you uh, when you develop jhana you have good concentration when you have good concentration 
you can see too properly. If you develop the second jhana, the third jhana, so these are uh, respectively they have they are differences. Uh, if you have the develop up to the fourth jhana, your concentration is very well developed so that you can see through properly you know all things three characteristics that is why we practice jhana is it possible to transition from metta to vipassana yes metta also can be switched transferred to vipassana where you have to understand this metta the so uh, immeasurable unfathomable metta which i have developed this itself is impermanent this metta itself is impermanent unsatisfactory without a self that is how you to understand metta then you can switch metta to vipassana Okay the last question is you said when you are reborn in your talk what is the what is the you that is reborn is it merely your karma reborn means uh, we are born again hmm like born again christians <laughs> we are born again they are born again only one time we buddhist are born again and again again and again many times hmm? endless we are born again why we have glue in our mind to stick to different realms what is that glue craving craving this it is because of this craving we cling to different states different be, different existences there are 31 realms we are born again and again in these realms because of attachment because of craving so the buddha said we are born again and again because of our craving in other words true is our karma is because of our karma we are born again and again if you completely cease your karma you can attain enlightenment if you completely cease your craving you can attain enlightenment so friends that is the teaching of the buddha let's all understand this wonderful teachings of the buddha and practice properly correctly so that we can understand this dhamma properly and one day we can realize real peace real happiness of nibbana sag 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 okay take couple minutes break and come back to practice people to practice until 9 o'clock Please turn off the lights. Somebody please turn off the lights.